All right. Welcome, everyone, to the second episode of the Black Ops podcast. My name is Thomas Mullenix, and with me today, I've got uh, Jim Urich. He's an expert in internal audit and fraud prevention, whom I've relied on for several projects this year. Uh, Jim, welcome, and thank you for joining me. Thanks a lot, Thomas. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So, Jim, you have been around for a little while now in the industry. Uh, you know, I know you served in the, the military back in the 70s, and uh, thank you for your service. Uh, you might have even crossed paths with my father, which uh, I, wasn't, I didn't tell you ahead of time I was going to bring up, but uh, you never know how, how this world works. But uh, So you have a little bit of experience. You've worked with public companies, with private companies. Uh, tell me a time that you experienced either fraud or some time of just honest mistake that really was detrimental to a company. Oh, I've got a couple of examples that are kind of broad in general that uh, all their involved public companies they have applicability to private businesses, too. Uh, one of them was a uh, an internal audit uh, that we were doing for a uh, division of a company lo located in the former Soviet Union and involved uh, inventory. <laughs> uh, at the time, I mean, we went over there and the, uh, the structures there were obviously not Sarbanes honestly complete and stuff and everything. So we had to go and check out the inventory. It was an oil field services company and a driller. And uh, it was way out in the boonies. Uh, so we had to go out there and then we, we told them we were coming. They knew we were coming. And we went to look at the inventory. When we got there, they had no system, no mechanic. Everything was by paper, which is okay. Uh, but they had no inventory around. There were a lot of holes in there. So we're having trouble finding this stuff. And finally he said, well, we just can't do this is what's going on. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, then, you know, and I, and we said, well, why don't we do this? We'll come back tomorrow morning and start this over from scratch. <laughs> we came back the following morning and oh, gee, all of a sudden a whole bunch of inventory started to appear. It was on the shelf. <laughs> everywhere, you know? It was like, uh, you know, rolling stock that hadn't, it was back there and all that. So, I mean, that was a, a case where they were just, they weren't just, they weren't used to what we were doing. Although, you know, under Russian account, well, I told you the country, accounting standards, they still have inventory things that they have to worry about. So that was one thing. And we actually, because it wasn't really an audit, and it, we, it was like an operational type audit. We, we spent several days there sitting there and, and, and consulting with them about how to set this up, how to do it right, how to protect the assets and everything. So it was a learning exercise for them on what to expect the next time either we came or the external auditor came. So um, the second one involved um, wire transfers. And this is, a you know, becoming more and more of a uh, common fraud these days of where yeah. people are just so busy sometimes at some of these companies and, and again this can happen at a public company or small private company uh it doesn't matter it's the same problem uh, mm. you know they'll they'll be phishing emails trying to find out who are the people that approve wire transfers and they'll, they'll uh, run before you say that what, what do you mean by a phishing email uh, a phishing email where they send uh, uh, emails to employees to try to get them to click on malicious links, which will then give them inside information uh, on, on how to get in there. Maybe they can access um, uh, employee registers and whatever with titles. Uh, and, and a typical thing is they'll try on a late on a Friday afternoon, uh, maybe when the, they know the executive's there or he's at some conference, and they put in this emergency request through the email, it looks like it's from the CEO or CFO, 
say you, you need to wire you know sixty thousand dollars immediately to this account for this new contract or everything like that and uh don't worry when i get back i'll, I'll take care of all the approvals and, don't worry about it yeah and and the person thinks it's from the ceo man i've got to do this you know most people yeah. in a lot of companies are you know uh intimidated by the ceo so they're not going to question it and they'll go ahead and they'll send the wire transfer and then um you know if that works successfully they may try for a second one you know and i've seen a couple where they were out like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars because of this and it was just money out the door um, there are simple ways to put controls in that can uh, even in a, a stressful situation like that that could keep that from happening uh, like so what? What do you mean? like the two biggest examples that will you know cost you money right away or uh, yep. loss of assets and resources so you know, I, I think with something like that, especially the wire transfers, there's two different uh, ways to help prevent this, right? One is to have some type of cybersecurity training, right? And it doesn't have to be robust. It doesn't have to have, you know, 50 IT experts to come in because you're really not talking to the IT department, right? This is more talking to the employees, you know. I think I lost you. <laughs> Popular one right now during the holidays is a fake, unable to deliver email. You know, be from FedEx or Amazon saying, we tried to deliver this, but, you know, please click on this link to, uh, you know, verify your address. It's not really from Amazon or FedEx, right? You know, you click on it and you're you're allowing ransomware or some kind of other software to come in. Um, but then on the flip side of that, uh, talking about, you know, the cybersecurity side, there's also good treasury controls, right, to help prevent, uh, you know, one person from releasing money that's just not appropriate. Uh, what are some, some top treasury controls you'd recommend for, for any company to put in? Well, obviously, you set a lot of this stuff up with the, with the banks whenever you're trying to disperse money uh, with your accounts and you're making sure that they need more than one release and it's separate people. Uh, uh, and they're, they're, they're definitely identified uh, so that the bank will not make the transfer or at least will, will come back and, and, and inquire about it because they know it doesn't fit their, their rules for uh, completing the transfer that you may have given them. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. So, I mean, in, in this age of everything, everybody, no matter how big a computer your, your company is, you're, you're depending on IT these days. And you mentioned earlier, the good thing is that there's a few things out there and every client that I've gone to, even though we're consultants, we have to go through their IT security training. That's required is another one that I think it's called before. Uh, no, before or you know, or something like that. And it's, yep. it's very good. It'll tell you how, you know, look at a phishing email that looks really great. And then you, there's little signs that you can find out that, oh, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I, yeah. there's lately one and actually going around a lot from the, you know, if you've got a network, uh, internet provider, network solutions group, there's a lot of emails going out telling them, you know, please verify your email address, you know, and you're getting 15 of those a day. It says, just press on the button below. Well, I never do that anyway. I mean, it, <laughs> I'll go back to network solutions, for instance, and, and go in there and say, you know, is there something wrong with this? And, and yeah. it'll already most of the time it's already listed in there. That this is this is fake. Don't do it. But I mean, if they inter, inter, uh, inundate you with it, sometimes you're busy, you click on it, you know, just to get it out of your way. And that's what they're counting on. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's exactly right. So uh, a couple of ways that I've seen it on the treasury side also is uh, make sure there's positive pay if you're writing with checks. Yes. Uh, yes. So often that, that positive pay, it's something so simple to get set up. You know, you basically tell the, the bank, these are the checks that I've written. These are who to and, and the amount. And that's the only checks they allow to clear. Uh, exactly. That stops, you know, the fraudulent checks. Right. Uh, and then, you know, for, for ACHs or other type of wires, having that dual authority, you know, having two different, you know, one person can enter, one person approve, something similar to that. Then, you know, you get one of those fake emails in from the CEO and it at least gets a second set of eyes on it. It might prevent someone from just going in there and, and releasing the money. But uh, great stuff, great examples. Uh, I think both of those are very real world, realistic. Uh, it doesn't matter what size company you are, whether for inventory, especially if you have inventory, not just having good controls to make sure your your books are correct, but also you, the, the worst thing in the world is to sell something, go out to the shelf and realize you don't have that something, right? Um, so one final question for you, is a question I love to ask uh, just about anybody that, that uh, has been in the industry as long as, as you and I both have. So let's say you wake up tomorrow and you're no longer working on projects for me, uh, which would really be detrimental to me. Please don't do that. Uh, and you're now the, the CFO of a private business. Uh, let's say there's 50, 60 employees. You've got one location, uh, several million dollars in revenue. You don't know anything else about the company. What are your first steps to help prevent both fraud and just material mistakes within the company? Well, based on my background of having been through that, <laughs> you know, over the years and, and, and having companies of, you know, 25 to 50 and higher employees, uh, you, you, you know, you, you get experience. I mean, knowing what my experience has been, I mean, I would look at that new situation and say, OK, I know public company internal controls and, and they're big companies. A lot of them are, you know, depending on, the, you know, the, the industry, but they have internal controls. They're documented, they're tested and everything. There's a way to take all that and adapt it for smaller private businesses uh, that make it a lot easier. And, and just doing that gives you a confidence that at least if somebody's stealing the money, you know who's stealing it, basically. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's what I would do. First of all, I talk with my IT people if I had one. If not, if I'm the IT person, there's things I'll set up the safeguards, like the positive pay and all that. Uh, and I would, uh, you know, it doesn't cost a lot, but hire a, a you know, a, an accountant or something on the outside to once in a while look at your books you know, just pay him as need. He's not auditing them. He's just, he's going to help you with this. Even an internal auditor can do the same thing. We're not expressing an opinion. We're just helping you to control your business. Uh, you can, it's a lot cheaper to, to pay them of, you know, a few thousand dollars than to be sending out $60,000 on fraudulent wire transfers and stuff. Believe me. Absolutely. So, I mean, Absolutely. so that's the first thing I do to try to establish some control. And then you got to get to know your employees, uh, at least your senior accounting people somebody's overstressed or something, make them take a vacation, hire in a, you know, you know, Bob, the accountant to come in for that week or so, unbeknownst to the other guy, and have him just get in there and look at the stuff and, you know, say, hey, you know, this is a little questionable. You may want to look into that. Something that that person wouldn't tell you otherwise, especially if that person's committing fraud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, 
you know, so you, you need, you know, remember we talked about the red flags in the last podcast and I always like the big one when we're looking at that is, you know, look for the, the clerk that just bought a brand new boat and it's in his yard so big he can't get it in his yard. It's like, and it never goes anywhere. You know, that'd be, that'd be a reason to say, hey, where'd you get that boat? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a few. You, you'd be amazed at what kind of red flags like that you see. And you're right, bringing in someone independent, you'll see red flags that someone within the company, they won't see it because they've been living it, right? They're, they've been amongst it. Right. So uh, we're running up uh, close to the end of the, the time. I like to keep this short and sweet. Uh, so before we go much further, uh, like I said, you, you provide a lot of different services. You've done a lot of different things. What is your what, number one just favorite service to, to provide clients right now? I like to do to set up the control systems on somebody that's never had it before. I like I love to go into a company, especially if it's something I haven't done before, learn what they're doing. It harkens way back to my days as a, a mechanic in a fighter squadron. I just love to find out how things work and everything. And I had to follow documentation that's grained into me with my old Air Force days. But I mean, that's the best thing. I love going in, talking to all the people, find out what they do create either yeah. flow charts or documentation, set up a, you know, whatever minor testing plan and then say, hey, this way will give you a little bit of confidence rather than not knowing what's going on. And it's 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 not it's not super expensive, but, it, you know, it's something that will pay off, you know, not only in uh, preventing fraud, but also if you have employee turnover, they can look at this stuff and a new person can figure out. You know, absolutely. You know, the old question is when the first new person gets in, they go, what am I supposed to do? It's like, well, here, look at this first <laughs> and then we'll talk. Go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree. I You get so much pleasure out of doing that. Right. You know, you're documenting things. You're right. If they have turnover, it helps to, to give someone an idea of, of what they're going to be doing. Uh, but also it really helps to identify what employees really have too many responsibilities and they could be facing burnout not just potential for fraud or something, but just the, the burnout of, oh yeah, they are working 80 hours a week, aren't they? Yeah, you know, you know, type of scenario. So it can give an idea of where to add headcount as your company grows, can protect the company, not just from fraud, but just from honest mistakes as well. So uh, sure. yeah, I agree that that is one of the, that is one of the things I love the most to, to do. So, um, so to everyone who is watching, uh, either watching the show live, watching a, a, a recast or listening to the podcast, thank you for the, the time of listening. Uh, Revision Management Consulting does help prevent fraud, helps to provide uh, best business practices, writing of company policies and all that sort of thing. Uh, if you want to get on a, a newsletter email, so that way you get uh, notifications of upcoming shows. If you'd like to just be on here, either ask questions or, or be a guest, be able to talk about what you've experienced. Shoot me an instant message on LinkedIn or shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is at the bottom of the screen here. And uh, but Jim. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you uh, coming on the, the show with me. It's been a, an absolute pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. And everybody else have a great week and a great Christmas coming up.